0: Welcome to the whole GD Show, the show where we bring up a word of phrase to spark a conversation about the related media. This is your host, Jeff Blanchard, and my quotable co-host, Delanor. Hello, Dylan.
1: Hello, Jeff. Or god damn it, I bought Jeff. <laughs> good morning, Jeff. And in case damn it, damn it, this is gonna be a long episode if I can't get through one quote. <laughs> good morning, Jeff. Good morning. And in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Name the movie. What is it?
0: <laughs> I. It sounds familiar.
1: I, it, that, I'm pretty um, sure you talked about it on here before. Is
0: that Pleasantville?
1: Uh, you're getting close. It is kind it's of. Is Toby like McGuire movie? No, nope. It is like a kind of utopian, like suburban back, life movie. Back to the past, blast from the past, that kind of thing. No, nope. Uh, Getting further, it stars Jim Carrey. Mm. Oh, uh, Truman Show. There you go. Yeah. Okay. It might have helped if I didn't totally botch the quote. (laughs) You might have. Well, I. We'll see how the rest. I could not. I don't know. I
0: like. I remember enjoying that movie, but like a quote from it or like a reference from it, I could not remember.
1: Oh yeah, that's what he always said. Good morning, in case I don't see you. And then everyone would say it in unison together. Good afternoon, yeah. good evening, and good night. I guess it was like his TV catchphrase, probably.
0: Hmm. It, it's kind of funny, because when I was thinking about this, I was going to be like, it's my coast, my wife, Dylan. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally funny. P- well, it's there now. Miles. Yeah. Uh, That's my catchphrase, right, guys?
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah, so many times uh, I've quoted Borat on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, man. I don't know if it's come up once, actually. I think... Have we talked about Borat at all? I've never seen break. it, so... Uh, I haven't
0: either. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah. The it's only,
1: just so quotable.
0: yeah. I know stuff from it like there is quotable stuff that I only know from trailers like this is my wife she is best prostitute like Mm -hmm. I've never seen the movie or it's like this is my sister she is seventh best prostitute and then he like makes out with her
1: yeah yeah yeah. I'm not a huge Sasha fan Sasha Baron Cohen Uh, to me
0: I from what I understand like a lot of people are like yeah it was hilarious sitting in theaters but, I don't know, it never clicked, like, because we came off the, like, for us it was, like, punk or Jamie Kennedy's, like, yeah. <laughs> X. Yeah, JKX.
1: You've been X'd. It's a Jamie Kennedy experiment.
0: Yeah, and it was too similar to that, because I think we knew the bit
1: already, and we're just like,
0: this is, and it was, it never seemed like nice it always seemed like kind of cruel and weird
1: yeah i think that's always how i kind of felt about it It sounds just like some sort of assault on someone
0: yeah like uh and the whole idea behind that movie i guess was like he wanted to meet pam anderson or something yeah i, I couldn't tell you yeah but i i've heard you know a lot of good stuff about it and but, like, the most recent thing he did where he's, like, that army guy or something, like that, I'm just like, that looks like bullshit, doesn't it?
1: Uh, is that, like, the was it a TV show where he, like... Yeah, he was, like, yeah. an American Republican, like... He, yeah. Is whatever, and he, like, posed as an army vet or something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That's, like... I don't
0: yeah. know. Like, that's... I have... I appreciate it, I guess, but I'm gonna like it, just wasn't for me. I bet I enjoy it, maybe.
1: Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I I couldn't say. I've never had the inkling now or ever, and now, and maybe in the future. Anyway. Um, (laughs) Yeah. What do you think makes a
0: quotable? What do you think makes something quotable?
1: quotable um I mean there's so many reasons I tried to go with things that kind of meant something to me not something kind of catchphrasy or uh really well known like well jeez <laughs> let's get into this what's the famous line oh god I'm gonna sound like snob if I ask it like this I'm just gonna say it okay this so right. uh <laughs> Empire Strikes Back uh, oh, I know what you're scene.
0: talking. About.
1: Yeah, Darth is Vader. Like
0: it's slightly off, right? Yeah, from D- Darth like Vader
1: reveal. Him. Um, spoiler alert: <laughs> Darth Vader is Luke's father. Uh, a lot of people quote, "Luke, I am your father," but the actual Does movie, "I am your father." He says, "No, I am your father," because he's answering a question that Luke says. So, like right. to quote it out of context, like going around saying no i am your father and you know, it doesn't yeah. make a lot of sense it's like a mandela effect thing i guess or it's just right not as, not people haven't seen empire as much as me or read the same articles that have been on crack.com I, <laughs> really i've seen over. that
0: before and i'm like who gives a shit like um, like yeah. I know,
1: like i'm
0: not surprised i saw it when i was 10
1: yeah yeah uh but my point is i'm not doing quotes like luke i am mean, your like things that people know i guess um i kind of dug deep like my music quote i even like i didn't quote a song i quote and um, quoted a musician yeah. um but uh quotes i mean what makes a good quote uh it's gotta like, be quippy i guess uh-huh. or well, it's, it's a monologue. And...
0: I actually wrote down a monologue. My, you did, I, yeah. <laughs> it's not something I remember. Well, I don't remember the whole thing, but I I remember the passion of it and how it made me feel at the time. Like it, the, I've got some other stuff. Like I tried to write a couple that like stuff that I might use in my everyday life, but I don't really have any.
1: Yeah. Oh, me neither. I wouldn't be quoting stuff around. Um, I probably do sometimes, though. Mm-hmm. Like. Um, but, I mean, we're not doing an episode titled Monologues anytime soon, so sure. I think that'll slide for now. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, I mean, it just, I don't know, I guess it all resonates with you. It, it depends. Yeah, I it's mean, a very personal thing, I think. Yeah. I think so. Like, outlooks on life um, and experience. And that's why you take a quote with you, I guess.
0: Hmm. What did you have for a movie quote?
1: Um, so I'm going to say it. I know you've watched this movie recently, so mm-hmm. I, I'm going to wonder if you're going to catch it. But here we go. It's, uh, they win by making you feel like you're alone. Star Wars. Yes, that's a Rise Episode of Skywalker five. quote. <laughs> yep. Uh, some people might not like. By, uh, Rando? Zori. Zori Bliss says ah, okay. it. The girl who's in it for, like, Ten minutes, maybe. The yeah. <laughs> yeah. character Carrie Russell.
0: That is that uh, who it is? I don't know Everest. who
1: plays her. She's got a mask on the entire time. Yeah. But I think that, that sounds right. Uh, but yeah, and then it's used again later by Poe to yeah. like lead the troops. But I think it's um pretty poignant uh about I don't know any oppressive group. You look at the Star Wars movies, and they're all about like. Overthrowing government, pretty much. Um, Yeah, pretty much. uh, That's how it all started out. And my video production teacher was like, "Yeah." He told me about that, and he's like, "Yeah." I mean, like, look at the third movie. It's in the it's in the woods. It's Vietnam, man. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, they're all about throwing like oppressive overthrowing oppressive governments, and I don't know. Look at the world today, and just look around and you know uh i think that that's how power is won by you know isolation yeah isolation or um just like making certain the downtrodden make them feel like they're the only ones and like you know like 5 years ago we had like oh god we <laughs> had the uh the, the We Are the 99% movement, maybe five years ago, five years or so. Um, sure. But that was all about, like, you know, they, there are other people in your situation. Oh, that the, there are people struggling. Like Storm, Wall Street, or whatever, whatever yeah. it was. Yes. I'm not saying I agree with everything that that movement was about or any, I'm not aligning myself with anybody here. I'm just saying um, that's how power is, one. And yeah. that's how the weak are kept down and feel like they don't have anywhere to go. And, uh, it just kind of resonated with me. I know Rise of Skywalker is a divisive movie, but <laughs> like any Star Wars movie is, um, like I've said a million times. But uh, yeah, I think... I just like that quote. It really... Out of that movie, I probably stuck with it the most, except for, like, I am all the Jedi and stuff like that. But that's... I mean, out of context, that doesn't mean much. It's just, like, a reference to something. This quote right. actually, like, carried heft, I felt.
0: Yeah. Uh, mine is... Oh, like I said, a, a monologue. Uh, it's about the stories that really mattered. Does that clue you into anything? Hmm.
1: No. Okay. Sounds familiar.
0: I actually wrote down the whole thing, but I I don't know if I'm going to do it. It's from uh, Lord of the Rings, which I don't really like repeating, because we do it all the time. (laughs) Uh, Two Towers. The monologue towards the end by Sam DeFrodo on the stairs of Sirith Ungol. Where... Hmm. Sam is, like, Frodo's kind of slowly losing it, and he's, like, I think he's about to be seen by something, and Sam grabs him, and, like, Frodo, like, they tumble down the stairs, and Frodo, like, draws his sword on him, and they're, like, they have this, like, weird, like, tense moment. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I can't do this, Sam. Yeah. And Sam gives this, like, really, like, powerful speech about, like, how they're just a small part of this much bigger story and like stories have to have a beginning, a middle, and an end and theirs isn't finished yet.
1: Right, okay. I do remember. Are you going to say it in a Samwise voice?
0: Uh, I'll give it a shot. Um, yeah. So Frodo goes, I can't do this, Sam. I'll just fucking read it. I got it all.
1: <laughs> do it. Yeah,
0: Sam. Uh,
1: Wait, can I be Frodo? Uh, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Oh, Elijah would. I can't do this, Sam.
0: I know. It's all wrong. Is that good? That? Yes, that's that's yeah, good. Okay, yeah. all right. I'm trying to think of, like, how does he sound? Mr. Frodo. <laughs> there you go, yeah. By rights, we shouldn't even be here. But we are. It's like... In the great stories, that, I'm not going to do that <laughs> In the great stories, Mister Frodo, the ones that really mattered, full of darkness and danger, they were. And sometimes you didn't want to know the end because how could the end be happy? How could the world go back to the way it was when so much bad had happened? But in the end, it's only a passing thing, the shadow. Even darkness must pass, and a new day will come. And when the, shun's, the sun shines, it will shine out the clearer. Those were the stories that stayed with you, that meant something, even if you were too small to understand why. But I think, Mr. Frodo, I do understand. I know now. Folk in those stories had lots of chances of turning back, only they didn't. They kept going because they were holding on to something. And then Frodo goes, what are we holding on to, Sam? And he, what and are Sam we goes, holding on to, Sam? And Sam goes, that there's some good in this world, Mr. Frodo, and it's worth fighting for.
1: It's good. Sam was always good for arousing. I mean, he had to be. He was Frodo's wingman the entire yeah. time. Yeah,
0: I don't know. I, I I always think of that speech. Oh, I don't know. Uh, but it. I just really always liked it. And like when he's saying it, you're kind of getting a montage of like basically the villains just like having a crushing defeat in like, uh, ro- you know, at the, at the Rohan, the Helm's Keep. Like Gandalf has come in to save the day. And the um, ants are marching on Saruman's, like, keep. And it's, like, basically them having a little push forward in the side of, like, them doing the the good in the world by just moving forward. And then it ends with Faramir letting them go.
1: Nice, yeah. Uh, Yeah, I do recall that now. Um, Yeah, it's really nice. Sam was always good. My favorite Sam quote was... uh, I can't carry it for you, Mr. Frodo, but I can sh- carry
0: you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. he's got a lot of good ones. Uh, Towards the end of the first one, he's like, I'm going to Mordor alone, Sam. He's like, sure you are, and I'm coming with you.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, good old Sam. Yeah. But, I don't know,
0: I, I like those movies, and... There's a lot of quotable stuff. I read the book ages ago. I remember nothing from them. <laughs> like, I remember bits and pieces. That there's way more, like, kind of musical stuff like they have in The Hobbit, which I know you All haven't right. seen, but they actually sing a lot in that movie. There's, like, a lot of song stuff. Oof. Like, because yeah, yeah. there's, there's a lot of, like, weird poetry and song in the books.
1: Right, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Peter Jackson doing musicals?
0: um there's one towards the uh there's only a few there's like i think three or four maybe there's two in the very first movie one is about how like uh it's about bilbo and like the dwarves are in his house and they're just like fucking everything up (laughs) and they're just like bothering him basically with music
1: have you uh is it like um the flight of the concords Lord of the Rings music video?
0: I have not seen that.
1: <laughs> I haven't seen that? It's a good episode. Moving you, on. Yeah, you have a TV. Yeah. I do. This was actually my senior quote uh, <sighs> in my yearbook. <laughs> do you remember it? I don't know. No I, got my, no, I got it around here somewhere. I don't know where mine is. Um, it is... Uh, from an episode of MTV's Diary. Okay. <laughs> and it is from The Diary of Jack Black. Of course. Nice. And he, this was, uh, I think he was, uh, what, what the hell is that movie? School of Rock. That's what he was doing. So, you know, this is a hot point. Sure. These years. And uh, the quote is, I'd, I'd rather be king of the kids than the prince of the fools. And that's a proverb that I just wrote. Diary of Jack Black, 2004... Uh, something. <laughs>
0: I mean, senior quote, so it's probably 2006, right?
1: Yeah, I think it it might have been or before that, Because I carried it a lot with me. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Why do you I like liked, that so much? Uh, I just like Jack Black. I think he's got a good like positive attitude on life and stuff, and I think that was pretty... Fun. I don't know. I just like it. Uh, I don't it, like taking myself too seriously, <laughs> or
0: it, to me, the serious version of that is the Kurt Cobain quote, where it's "I'd rather people, you know, I think it's what is it? I'd rather people hate me for like me for I'm not than hate me for I am, or whatever it is. Just totally butchered it, but you know the one. Yeah, I think that's Kurt Cobain. Exactly.
1: Who is it? People. Kurt Cobain, I think. Kurt Cobain. Uh-huh. yeah. Yes, gotcha. I heard Kurt. Um, yeah. It, it. Hate me for who
0: I am, then love me for who I'm not. Yeah, I think that's it. It's like the poor man's mm-hmm. version of that.
1: Yeah. But yeah, I
0: that's... don't know.
1: And that, that episode of Diary was really funny. <laughs> Watching Jack Black go through the drive-thru and uh, try on clothes. Just be a goof and uh, I don't know, I think it's funny now. I think he's still funny. Have you seen the uh, the video of him like in cowboy boots and like some bike shorts?
0: Is that I feel like I've heard about it, but I don't think so.
1: He's he's just like dancing around in a cowboy hat on a in his backyard, just having a good time. Hmm. I think it's a tick tock thing. I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, what, did, what did you have? Um, I
0: Something wrote down... I've i talked about it. Um, I, there's so much stuff from SNL that I think of, like, because it, it meant so much to me when I was younger. It, you know, I don't really follow it anymore, but, like, I've talked about the Chris Farley Confucius, where he's <laughs> working at the um, Fortune Cookie Factory, where he's... Um, I don't have anything in particular about it, like a, the actual quote, but it's just like, oh, you write for Bazooka Joe. Where he'd have, like, Phil Hartman come over with, like, a, like his thing to write on, uh, you know, the fortune cookies. And then he'd take something out of Bazooka Joe and, like, read it, like, this is what it's like. Or whatever. Um, I don't know. There's just a lot of stuff in there, like, like ladies' man and just, uh, the a lot of Will Ferrell stuff. I and
1: nothing's coming to mind, obviously as far as actual quotes. Do you um do you remember Deep Thoughts with Jack Handy? Uh
0: who who played Jack Handy?
1: Uh no I don't know who played it. It was just like a voiceover and usually with like some nice background or something. It'd be like Deep Thoughts. Vaguely. with Jack Handy. Yeah. And uh he's this humorist. Um uh I, I have some quotes pulled up here actually <laughs> they were just like really silly things um <laughs> Jeez. it takes a big man to cry but it takes a bigger man to laugh at that man yeah if you ever drop your keys into a river of molten lava let them go because man they're gone
0: yeah i remember these man. uh one i think of often is i i think i informed you that al franken used to be on snl oh yeah um and he played a character called stuart smalley and that character had a movie and he had a catchphrase which was i'm good enough i'm smart enough and doggone it people like me <laughs> i think that was his catchphrase i think yeah. often. Re- yeah i remember that uh i also wrote down one from an anime it's one i saw recently ping pong the animation there's a lot of stuff in there that has to do with like the idea of talent and um growth in uh people like athletically and mentally and whatnot and kind of people's interests and ambitions and i kind of focus on someone who doesn't really care about the sport but is kind of naturally skilled at it and then he has a friend who is um also naturally skilled, but he, he loves it, but he's not as good. And he's kind of like held himself back a little bit. And uh, they're talking to a guy who they... Um, someone who got completely crushed in a match by the guy with like no interest in it. Um, and he's kind of giving a pep talk to the guy who's kind of... Who is good, but he's lost interest. Uh, and he says, not every bird can fly. It's something I just think of a lot. <laughs> Penguin,
1: yes, an okay. ostrich, Ostrich. kiwi, emu, yeah. but
0: obviously it's it's a metaphorical, um, right? Because it's just this idea of like not everything that wants to be able to kind of grow will be able to. Which it's a depressing quote because it's it's so real and like it's a kind of a shock to the system to be like I won't get the things that I want even yeah. though I want them so badly, which is true to my own life in many ways. And I'm sure yours too, in some ways.
1: Yes. Um, but no, it's... actually I'm the, I'm that guy that's good at it. And I, I don't like and it. have no idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's me. Of course.
0: Well, um, yeah,
1: no, it's not really.
0: Yeah. But I don't know. It just speaks to me. And it's something I think of. And I'm just like, it, it's kind of fucks me up a little bit. Cause I'm just like, God damn. Like it's, Just the it's rough to hear. It's hard to hear that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, have you ever seen uh, Monsters University?
0: I saw Monsters, Inc.
1: Yeah, no, this is the prequel, Monsters Uh. University. But that that movie kind of carried the same lesson, which I was actually, like, glad a kid's movie was like, yeah, just because you really want to do something doesn't mean you're going to be able to do it. Like, sometimes... Goals are just like unattainable. Yeah, <laughs> sucks and yeah, it does suck. But yeah. like, you know, I think that's um, I've heard that's a very like American thing to like be like you're special and if you try hard enough you can attain anything. Like, I I know like yeah I, I know what from, you mean. Like other countries are like no, like over here in Europe we just <laughs> tell people. Yeah, you can't you don't get what you want all the time.
0: Yeah, that is a very American thing. I also think it's something that was positive to our generation a lot, especially when you would see, like, child, because as someone who wanted to work in the entertainment industry, someone who would see, like, child actors, and I'd go and see MTV, and there'd be, like, you know, children and just, like, regular people doing, like, you know, stuff on bits and in shows like Double Dare and whatnot. I don't know. There's something there that you're just, like, it's a disconnect between what you think you want and what you is probably available to you
1: yeah yeah not everyone has the skills mm, not every bird can fly exactly
0: mm. uh <laughs> did you have a song or you had a I quote had from a,
1: a yeah a couple quotes from uh oh, well yeah there you go <laughs> how'd you guess how'd i know <laughs> Yeah, we're on a. We went to Jack Black to Dave Grohl, both. Just I uh, uh, I don't know. Dave Grohl is like a, kind of with my Jack Black. What I said, I just uh, enjoy their outlook on life and kind of how they see things. And Dave Grohl's really passionate about the arts and um, just like. Getting out there and well, kind of like he, kind of the opposite of what we were just talking about. He's like, just do it if you want to do it, just do it. Like maybe I, I don't think he talks about he's gonna say you're successful or anything. If you want something, go for it. At least. Uh, but I got a few quotes from here, him here, just that uh, I was looking at them earlier. Um, I'm gonna start with a humorous one. That's just. I tried. I want. I tried to find like the source of this, but um, I couldn't. I just I found it quoted a lot, but I couldn't find the O.G. source. But uh, Dave Roll. Uh, if you play a Nickelback song backwards, you'll hear messages from the devil. Even worse, if you play it forwards, you'll hear Nickelback. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good. I just thought that was funny, and uh, yeah. now I'm starting beef with Nickelback. We're gonna challenge them to. Just like Jack, Zack Snyder, Nickelback. We're going to have like a big showdown. Sugar Ray. It, really. Sugar Ray, yep. Yeah. <laughs> don't forget them. Is there anyone you slighted or picked fights with yet? Uh, maybe. I
0: don't know. I feel like I've talked shit about people, but I can't really remember enough. Mine was like, the guy who burned down KyoAni. That guy. Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, mine was so just like, I don't like your art form. <laughs> That's yeah. fine. In that guy (laughs) (laughs) that I got in a fight with about Billie Eilish. Okay, uh, next Dave Grohl quote. That's one of the great things about music. You can sing a song to 85,000 people, and they'll sing it back for 85,000 different reasons. Which I think is also applicable to the quotes thing that we're doing right now, is that um, everything kind of resonates with people. People have their own specific reasons for liking things, and I like that Dave Grohl can see that too when he's playing music he's like not everyone's getting what I wrote into this like what I put into it but at least they're getting their own like self-satisfaction out of it and that's what he's providing um, and the last one I have from him was just poignant no one is you and that is your power that's, I think that's the most power you have of all Yeah, so just like be you but that's also another your special quote. <laughs> yeah, guess. that's true. But I mean, it is true. Individuality. Embrace it. Yeah,
0: I mean, it. I think a person is
1: fairly unique. It doesn't mean they're special, I guess. So. Yeah, true. Yeah, special and unique uh, are two different things, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it can be bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can have a tumor that's unique. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. That doing the tumor special, yeah, I don't they, know. Yeah, special implies positivity out of that. Yeah, but yeah, those are just some Dave Gro... Dave quote, Dave Grill quotes that I I found from him. Do you have any flea quotes? Any flea quotes? Ah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> damn it! I'm to it. That's <laughs> <into> it. <laughs> just how to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's all I have from <laughs> it. Yeah. Oh,
0: good one. Yeah. Uh I I was pretty lazy about this quote list. I was like, yeah, oh, it's <laughs> a good good idea. And I was just like uh, I wrote down some stuff from um just songs I liked and uh I I don't know. I think you talked about liking um kind of uh what is it? It's callback songs, songs that have like
1: yeah, kind con- of response. Con- response. Um yeah. I've
0: always been a big fan of kind of like and anth- Anthem-like rock, like, especially ones from our generation, like Blink-182, where they had, like, I think something called Anthem Song or something like that, or I think I wrote down Good Charlotte, which had a song called The Anthem,
1: Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm.
0: but I don't know, there's something to that that I, it kind of speaks to me, I specifically thought of Young and Hopeless, which was one of their kind of hits, do you remember that Mm -hmm. one? by who i think it's by good charlotte right young and hopeless young and i'm hopeless i'm wrong and i know this i'm going and <laughs> i wish i knew the lyrics
1: mm-hmm. vaguely i had a very like love hate relationship with good charlotte so i you might have, have blocked out all- yeah
0: but I had that song and, like, uh, there's a lot of, like, the anthem song of uh, Blink-182, which I think that they had two parts of. Uh, yeah. But I also feel like a lot of, I had, I think the only one I ever owned was um, Enema of the State. But, like, a lot of the songs kind of have that feel to it, where it's, um, like, a song called Dysentery Gary. Where huh. it's just like, do you remember that song? It's, like, a very... Yeah it's kind of quick and they've got like uh, the party song which yeah. is a very fast song where, do you want to come to a party with my friends the baby I don't know there's something that speaks to me same with I also wrote down Silverstein had a song called California which is it's kind of like a you know one of those pseudo kind of ballady love type songs that you'd kind of get from screamo bands
1: uh-huh it's not phantom planet california right no it's a okay. different california although that's a good song too yes i do like that song.
0: here we come <laughs> i also liked uh, i think phantom planet did big brat was that yes yep. yeah yeah i saw them yeah
1: i like them i saw them a couple times and yeah silverstein though yeah
0: yeah, California, I just, it had a chorus that I liked. Uh shit, I'm going to blow it now if I didn't write it down. Uh, okay. Westbound, driving all alone now, waiting for the phone. I've been running scared to know that. Robo like to tell you. And... I don't know. There's something about it that I kind of like. This uh, this a kind of flow to lyrics that I really like, uh, and I, I like the idea because I think it's I think it ends with like and I never would forget you, and it's just like and they're like no <laughs> and it's like like it's hard to riff, and then towards the end they kind of like slow it down. They're like way bound sliding up, and just think they're just like getting really into it. Um, nice. Another song, a uh, New Year's project, which I've mentioned on the podcast of like my most listened to song, which was like over like thousands of plays. That I was to. Jeez. Which is just like "Further Seems Forever," which was uh, Chris Garabas from Dashboard Confessional. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: I was never. And in uh, Dashboard I don't know if you know the band Mayday Parade. No, they they parade? Had, yeah, no. they're fairly, they're newer, um, they're kind of like, you know, in that same vein of kind of like Screamo, punk-rocky kind of stuff. Um, they did a, a cover of it for this one that was kind of like benefiting to um, charities that I do with suicide, and it was like songs that saved my life, and had to do with like, I don't know, it's it's just a, a, a love song, I guess, I like it.
1: Yeah, like, I guess I, I chose an artist because I, I think I've mentioned before, I'm so bad at, like, or I I chose, like, quote from an artist rather than music lyrics because I'm just so bad at listening to lyrics or, like, interpreting lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> I just listen to the music. Do you know the, do you know, like, any songs that have, like, do you know the full lyrics to any songs? Um, maybe. <laughs> Probably, like, if I'm listening to them. I could okay. sing along with them, but I could not, like, for the life of me, just what? recite them off the top of my head ever.
0: For the life of you, you cannot remember? What do you say sure. that? <laughs> yeah. Do you know that sort uh, of song? No, nope. It's from The Freshman.
1: <laughs> for the life of me, I cannot <laughs> See, there you go, yeah. Um, yeah, maybe, uh, what's that song? Oh, Pretty Fly for a White Guy. Might be able to do that. <laughs> like do it that's a pretty long song <laughs> I probably couldn't do it actually. Yeah, I need to hear the music like that's what it is for me I just gotcha. can't.
0: words don't mean uh, anything I don't know I uh, for some reason like I would learn songs when I was reading, like what the fuck am I doing my time <laughs> like I like I, I was thinking about this the other day I was like I think I know all the lyrics to Inside Out by U6 and I was like shit that's like it's a long song and they're like
1: yeah, like weird, mass, bu- yeah, too. they're bullshit lyrics. <laughs> that song, right?
0: I would swallow my pride, I would jump <laughs> in the rhymes, but the lack thereof would leave me empty inside, swallow my doubt, credit inside, I'd find nothing <laughs> but faith in nothing. Wanna turn my tender hard in a blender, watch it spin round to a beautiful oblivion rendezvous that I'm through with you. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> and I could probably go on, like, I don't know why I know that so well. It's just like years since I've heard that fucking song.
1: I might be able to do like a tub thumping or a one week by. <laughs> you could not do one week. It's bad. One it's week since you're at it. song. <laughs> no, I probably couldn't. It goes too fast. Chickadee China, the Chinese chicken. You have a drumstick and your brain starts chicken. Watch the next files of the lights on. Oh, damn it. That gets too fast after that. i
0: I think the smoking came into this one. That's like <laughs> Go like down, Harrison Ford I'm care. getting frantic yeah, yeah so I do kind of like that it, fast right. song thing
1: I think I yeah I'm just remembering songs in 5th grade that were really popular and that yeah, maybe right. I could sing on the bus <laughs> along with that. yeah them.
0: that's weird That that's, I can kind of remember times like that or like yeah. the wallflowers would play or like uh, Amish Paradise <laughs> <and they're laughs> yeah like that, that
1: was fake Something. Yeah. <laughs> knowing that song before I knew Gangster's Paradise right well I think the other one had like the n-word in it so maybe you'll like, have to listen to it <laughs> yeah and what movie it was in that movie where Sharon Stone shows her vagina right
0: oh um is
1: it Fatal Attraction is that it? no no Basic Instinct yeah I think so yeah okay it's <laughs> something yeah there's
0: Basic also instinct, like a spoof movie called like basic attraction or like fatal instinct, instinct or something like that
1: yeah basic fatal instinct
0: yeah it's something like that and it's got like um I want to say Peter Falk or something it's like a detective played Columbo huh
1: yeah oh, I've never seen any oh I saw fatal attraction that's the one with Glenn Close yeah saw it
0: in that uh, class
1: yeah yeah screenwriting class
0: yeah
1: She killed that bunny I've met her <laughs> uh yeah she lived in the town we grew up in yeah i've met her uh, a yeah. handful of times yeah she had a summer home there
0: yeah i i think i'd have a hard time saying she was a pleasant person
1: oh really yeah that's too bad yeah, no, I yeah. Should, yeah I'll, I... I'll quit it
0: i'll say it was a maybe it's a bad day so, i don't, I don't want to <laughs> place judgment on her i don't know her
1: was she like just at the beach <laughs> maybe
0: i don't know she was just like in the store shopping for shit. oh
1: she was in the store
0: yeah
1: huh yeah she i worked at a fancy hotel like down the road and she would come there but i never met her yeah i only knew her from cruel Deville at that point right. i think uh, i just remember complaining about prices
0: of like disposable paint brushes
1: oh
0: <laughs> yeah like, they're, like, under a dollar. You like, have on, like.
1: b- b- all the money in the world. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, uh, do you have a book? We're picking beef with Glenn Close. I do. Yeah. I have a book. I have a book, everyone. I have a book. Uh, a book I've already talked about. What if it's <laughs> the same one, I No. Okay. Uh, did, why, did you quote Harry Potter? Oh, no. Okay. I, that I, I was gonna. Uh, that was low-hanging fruit for me, though. Oh, I could have done "Melancholy Death of Oyster Boy." It's right here.
0: I did Vaughn because uh, he has a very uh, obvious
1: one. Oh yeah, he has a lot of good quotables. Um, but I I, I do uh <laughs> bad podcasting. you uh, yeah, <laughs> just, um, ooh, 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 I've talked about We Are Legion, We Are Bob on here before Yes, book about a guy who gets his brain put in a computer and then he ends up waking, or his computer ends up waking up like years later and after he dies, but his brain's a computer, so his brain's alive forever, but he's like being, he's the company that put his brain in a computer ended up like being bought out by the government or whatever. So he's, like, forced to go out into space as a spaceship and, like, try to forage for resources or find planet and terraform it and stuff. But, uh, so, yeah, when he wakes up originally, he's like, what the, what the hell, I'm, I thought I was gonna be able to, like, be in a body again, or that was kind of the point, or be able to do whatever I want, but now I'm owned by the government and... The quote is, this uh, book is by Dennis E. Taylor. Uh, How are you supposed to feel if you are forced to do what you would have done anyway? Um, and, man, I think that's just like a deconstructionist society, man. <laughs> I mean,
0: yeah, I'm trying to think of that as like a
1: deeper thing. i guess, kind of like, you're forced to do,
0: I, I think it is the, maybe a note on the idea of, rebellion in a way where it's just like I don't like people telling me what to do even if it's something that I might have done anyway
1: kind of yeah but it's it, I mean being forced I feel like is something more than someone telling you what to do okay. I guess like having no say in it whatsoever and I I don't know I mean <laughs> yeah I guess Um, like I've, I've done jobs seasonal jobs where I get the whole summer off. And, you know, people think that's awesome. It's It sucks. <laughs> it's like after two weeks, it's, it's fun for a while. Then after two weeks, you're like, what the F do I do now? Like, what am I doing? I'm not going back to work for two more months. Like, I just want something to do. And it's just kind of, I don't know, I feel like the 40-hour work week and the, you know, punching in and clocking out. And it's just like, man, your productivity would be so much higher I feel like if I wasn't just like I had to do this or like society forced me to do this I don't know <laughs> I don't want to get too anarchist on here I'm not getting anarchist I guess
0: no I mean I, I get it.
1: Yeah. the 40 hour work week structure the way that everything is modeled after you know <laughs> god
0: damn it I don't know I mean I don't mind a 40 hour work week I just don't like the 5 day structure that's what I think
1: yeah yeah give me me four four ten hour days days. yeah I'll do it I would love that at
0: work if we were just like three days off sounds great
1: yeah Uh, like I've had um I had a flexible job one of my previous careers that kind of allowed me to do that if I wanted to like I had a very loose schedule it's like you get your 40 hours Mm. in no one's gonna like give you shit about it um uh, yeah, I. I don't know.
0: <laughs> it just speaks to
1: you, like he, like you said, it's very personal. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, man, just just, just don't tell me what to do. <laughs> Force you to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what did you have? Uh, uh,
0: like I said, Kurt Vonnegut. I had two right, in particular right,
1: right. that I, I think, think of. maybe no one. Yep. Is it three words? Yep. So it it goes.
0: Sure, it is. Another one about the, uh, you know, fatalism, the idea of, uh, you know, life is only ever going to be one thing. It's all predestined. Uh, Yeah. It doesn't really matter what you do because it's always going to end up that way anyway. So it goes. The idea that I die in this, you know, my life ends at a certain point where I just live it out and do with this stuff then i die and then you know, dying is inevitable and at some point we all die and that's also inevitable so it goes uh i don't know it's just something that i think of and it's true and it's something that in the book he posits that he learns from aliens like i don't know yeah. the Twelfth midorians i believe they're called um yeah, something like that. billy pilgrim and he's Unstuck
1: in time, as he says. Right, he can move. Time paradox or whatever, he can. Time is non-linear, one of my mm. favorite things.
0: And uh, that's, uh, I think it's Slaughterhouse-Five that is the secondary title. Actually, I think most of them have, like, m- multiple titles. Do you remember What's it? A-
1: no. What is
0: Children's it? Crusade. It's also called.
1: Oh yeah.
0: And if you read the uh, the preface before the book, it's Kurt Vonnegut kind of like writing a short story about him meeting the wife of a war veteran that he was friends with, and then she wanted him to write a book that was true to what the war was, and she didn't want him to, you know, glorify it in any way, and that he, the intent of his writing it was to help kids it was a children's crusade to like hmm. steer them away from the path of violence and that. huh yeah Weird. yeah it's it was in one of the books like in the preface it's it's an interesting little kind of short story that he writes
1: i have um i was looking up this link that uh previous guest caleb had sent me um and it's like I don't know if you can see this, can you no nope.
0: not really it's nope. uh Ooh, there
1: he, maybe that
0: I uh, yeah, yeah kinda I can kind of see bars,
1: yes, so those are like um this is the full text of slaughterhouse five, very small, but each uh bar is like it's every time it says so it goes, that's a new bar there, oh, okay. so that's like you can see the higher the bar, the longer it was before so it goes, but I'll send you the link to that, and maybe I'll, I'll put it in the show notes, too. But it's yeah. interesting to look at.
0: Um, the other one is from the other book that I have talked about so much, which is Breakfast of Champions, which is one of the mm. last lines in it. And it also three words, uh, make me young, which is spoken by uh, Kilgore Trout, which is kind of Kurt Vonnegut's... Uh, avatar in the books it's kind of like his own little placeholder in the books and at the very end of um, breakfast of champions spoiler alert if people want to know this or not because uh, I've recommended it so much he meets Kurt Vonnegut cool yeah and he and he I think he's just like what do you want and he kind of like frees his character from himself and he's like make me young That's what he asked for.
1: Huh. So just.
0: And then he has one of his kind of very. his drawings that he puts in, and it's just like a man crying. (laughs) And
1: I'm just like, oh shit. (laughs) It's like. (sighs) That's. like meta. That's super meta.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Uh. Do you have a video game?
1: Okay. Uh, yes. I have. Several. Ooh. Um, I'll, I'm going to make you guess a couple of them. This one, the first oh. one.
0: Oh, exciting. A quiz on my side. I consider picking yep. one.
1: It's only three. Okay, so, well, that's something. Don't get too excited. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. It's me, a Mario. <laughs> oh, wait. I, I, what the <laughs> hell? There, I was looking at quotes, and there was... um. Oh, the, and there's an Assassin's Creed game where someone says that. I know. I'm aware. <laughs> yeah. I remember
0: playing it ages ago, and I was like, really? There's a guy <laughs> yeah. named Mario. It's like Mario Lartar. He's like, who are you? He's like, it's me, your uncle. <laughs> it's a me. Like, mommy. your uncle. It's a me. Um, and he says, it's a me. <laughs> like, yeah, he doesn't yeah. say, like, it's yeah. your uncle,
1: Mario. <laughs> I saw, like, the subtitled out. Yeah. Um... Okay, a sword wields no strength unless the hands that hold it has courage.
0: Well, considering courage is part of the Triforce, it's a, a legend of Zelda, I'm guessing.
1: There, yeah, it is, yeah. Was it what Breath of, of the Wild? No. No. It is. Twilight, Twilight Princess. Yeah, okay. The one, have you played that one?
0: Um, I've played it, but I didn't get too far because I, I don't know. I just I bought all those systems refurbished ages later, right. and I didn't. I hate the fucking Wii modes. <laughs> I truly hate it.
1: They have it for Wii U HD edition. Now I have to go buy a Wii U to play the <laughs> fucking game. <laughs> yep, yep, or a GameCube, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, thing came out on three systems. Yeah, uh, uh, I've thought
0: about it, but it's uh, oh uh, like, I'd like to play Skyward Sword also, but I don't want to fucking. Yeah, that one you had that
1: I didn't like that one. <laughs> okay. So yeah, uh, all right, second one <clears throat> you're probably gonna get from the voices. I got some water here. Okay. Is it Dissolve all, right.
0: all Zelda? <laughs> You can't go alone. No. Take this with you. <laughs> yeah. Hiya. <laughs> yeah, this ellipsis. Hey, listen. Uh-huh. Classic ellipses from like. Uh,
1: okay. <clears throat> you want to know something funny? Even after everything you've done, I would have saved you. <laughs> that actually, that is pretty funny.
0: I have no idea what the fuck that is. Any guesses? Is that Sonic something?
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> that was my shadow voice, yep. Uh, nope, that is a... That's Batman and the Joker. That wasn't a great Joker. Um, uh, but that was from Arkham City.
0: Okay, I
1: I didn't beat that one either. Oh, really? One. Yeah, I've
0: beaten uh, Asylum and Arkham Knight. I have not beaten Arkham City.
1: Oh, I have not I haven't played Arkham Knight um yeah but city's my favorite of the oh yeah I guess there there's also origins I don't count them, yeah. though yeah uh, but no, he uh yeah I actually just recently played through Arkham City again but uh so you know Arkham Knight I mean what happens to the Joker at the end of Arkham City right he dies yes yeah <laughs> yeah and it's uh Batman has like they both have the same disease and right. Batman has uh the cure and um he also he's only got two cures and Batman shoots himself with one and he's gonna give Joker the other one and Joker like He'd throw himself
0: off like a bridge or something.
1: Yeah, he jumps onto Batman to like try to get it from him and then Batman drops it and it like breaks everywhere and so Joker ends up like stealing his own fate. Accidentally killing himself. Yeah, pretty much, yep. So and Batman was gonna save him, in, but uh, I mean Arkham City's got a lot of like symbolism in the game. Uh, the whole game starts with like a poster of Cain and Abel, like um, the Bible story. Like I don't know which one one I killed think. the other. Yeah, and I I may have talked about this before, but um, but the the game ends in the same pose with Batman holding the Joker like. Mm-hmm all cyclical and stuff. Cyclical and biblical. That's cool. um, Do you know what the Arkham Knight is? I do, yeah. I have spoiled that for myself.
0: It Um, makes sense.
1: Yeah. yeah. Kind of obvious, Uh, though, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I wish I would have kind of tried to figure it out on my own, but my (laughs) graphics card just couldn't handle it, so... (laughs) (laughs) And the game's like five years old at this point. Yeah. I just looked it up at one point. The last one, you're probably not going to be able to guess. uh, So I'll just say, this is a a Splatoon quote. It was uh, from a Splatfest where it's just like an online event where you kind of pick a team and then compete. This was the chicken versus the egg. Uh, But... um, two characters kind of announce, and they talk about the the chicken versus the egg, and they're having a back and forth, and one of them says, it's funny because we're all living in a simulation, and free will is a lie. And that just kind of broke my brain when I read that. <laughs> I was just like, oh my god, is this thing alive? Like, I don't know. It just, uh, I know someone wrote that, and was yeah. text but what if it wasn't? What if it wasn't? <laughs>
0: Like it's wreck at Ralph, and they've got like daily lives. Yeah, outside. yeah,
1: exactly. They're like asking me for help, <laughs> Marina. What if you're asking me for help? Uh, I just, uh, I thought that was just funny. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's really. like the Squid DJ and the other
1: kid. I've seen pictures of it. Yeah, yeah, uh, Marina. Yeah, yeah, she's the she's the teach. And then pearls her hype. I played, but yeah, they they like kind of announce the stages every time you turn on the game, and they're a band. They're, they're pretty dope. They have holographic concerts sometimes. That's cool. Yeah, if you're really into it, you can watch it. Well, the, those were the the three video game quotes I had. Okay. I didn't really have anything quotable that stuck with me. I guess forever. <laughs> I just kind of found.
0: No. mine were kind of offbeat a little bit mine were kind of um very meme like inspired um one Not is all your
1: base are belong to us though
0: no mine I really is i don't know
1: that
0: one from yeah I, I i think i had heard it but i couldn't really remember anything about it uh mine is i think i've talked about it is it's from destiny and he's... <laughs> Peter Dinklage was the narrator early on, oh, right. yeah. and he says that wizard he came from the moon, and it famously got cut out from the uh, game because um, it was so stupid and dumb, and his reading and his reading, <laughs> and his reading was kind of off. But it, I guess it got put back in fairly recently. So they're like, yeah, who cares? It's an old game no.
1: Yeah, it's fun. Have fun with it. Yeah,
0: it, it's just a fun thing, and people shit on it so much. <laughs> like, to the point where it's just like, get that out of there. <laughs> um, I only had one other one. This is, a, I don't know what to call the meme, but it was like a moment, and it wasn't something in game. It was something that a player said. Like, that. Jason. Did, no. <laughs> press x to jason press x to jason uh it it's i think you've probably heard it leroy jenkins do you know that one leroy jenkins
1: yeah but i don't know the i just heard it i don't know the yeah
0: um i actually just saw a commercial that kind of like took advantage of it where they're like it's it's from world of warcraft um okay. basically they're getting ready to do a very high level raid where they've got like 50 players and they're about to go in and like storm this base and like fight this difficult battle and they've got this really long like preps thing beforehand like like making sure everyone's got everything and making sure everyone's ready to go and like right is they're about to go already one guy just kind of comes out of nowhere and he's like all right we're all ready to go in leroy jenkins (laughs) and he runs in without everyone being fully ready and everyone just gets like destroyed and it's kind of like a famously like what the fuck just happened kind of like video
1: about world of warcraft Um. where one guy just like ruined it forever (laughs) That's funny. I want to watch that. I, I don't play WoW at all. I never have, but I, I like watching. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it was kind of like... of people on
0: it. Sure. And, it, you know, it's like a famous thing now, and there's a commercial out now that's... I don't know what it's about. I think it's about, like, a new release of of Warcraft, and it's like <laughs> a bunch of, like, people kind of in, like, you know, adventurer's garb, and they're kind of, like, in a tavern or something, and some guy... And they're talking about, like, fighting outside. And some guy, like, runs into the bar and just starts fighting and, like, yells, Leroy Jenkins. Pretty good. We're <laughs> not seeing commercials for years.
1: Yeah, I like it when companies embrace their, like, memes. or <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah,
0: that's all I had.
1: Uh, well, great. Let us know... Your favorite quotes are uh, your favorite quotes from us. <laughs> Indulge us. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, uh, we're moving on to that segment we don't have a name for, right?
0: Yeah, pretty much. Movie uh, Reviews,
1: Dylan's one these yeah. <laughs> Oldies. Film class oh. 101, Back to School, whatever you may call it. It's my... Uh, watching movies I probably should have watched as a media major yeah, segment uh, and this week what did you have me watch this episode right? I don't know Clarice what did I have you watch <laughs> ew of <gross>. um, <laughs> I watched Red Dragon no I watched uh, Silence of the Lambs yeah. 1991 Best Picture Winner starring Jodie Foster and Anthony Hopkins Mm. Um, uh, I mean, uh, obviously, I mean, a Best Picture winner, like I said, I don't have, (laughs) I don't know, I don't have much to, like, crap on this movie about, I guess. It's a good movie, um, it's definitely very 90s of the time, (laughs) like, uh, I do find, I mean, okay, let me start with the positives. Acting superb i mean of course anthony sir anthony hopkins odinson himself well not odinson odin himself right i mean, a god among men (laughs) he is plays hannibal lecter um and just this uh the way he stands even like i knew i knew what this movie was about uh, it's been parodied so many times. Sure, in it's in the ether. Other movies and TV, and it's so uh, quotable, of course. Oh. Uh, uh, I ate his liver with a nice fava beans and Chianti or whatever.
0: I think that's another one of those things that's like not quoted like correctly. It's like, Luke, I am your father. <laughs> yeah, probably. I think, yeah. <laughs> Same
1: and niggas he uh, yeah <laughs> Ugh, he's, he's so gross yeah uh Jody Foster's great her accent's great um who else is in this i don't know anybody else in it <laughs>
0: who played the other the other guy has like a famous like creepy accent too the buffalo bob oh
1: yeah oh the, yeah jeez yeah and an I, of I knew a lot of the <laughs> buffalo bill yeah <laughs> stuff to i knew about the tuck uh, I, I knew most of that going in but uh yeah i mean if you haven't seen this movie like me it's about uh jodie foster an fbi in training person <laughs> um, also behavioral therapy or behavioral analyst therapist whatever she studies behavior of people right primarily psychopaths in this yeah. instance and uh She's kind of being used by the FBI to uh, get to Hannibal and um, see if he can help profile this Buffalo Bill who's been skinning people and it's a serial killer on the loose that Agent, what, I didn't write down any names for this one. (laughs) I know, Buffalo Bill, Miggs and (laughs) and (laughs) Hannibal Lecter. Oh, Agent Starling, that's her name. Oh, uh, that's Freddie Foster's name. But uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, great movie. The um, like, but also, like I said, very '90s. Not not interestingly shot, really at all. I feel like not a lot of interesting film technique or anything to it. I uh, looked up who this was up against for best picture. Mm. And I couldn't recognize any of the movies, but Beauty and the Beast. So maybe it was a slow year for film. That's but uh, I mean, but it's definitely... rare for like a
0: horror kind of esque movie to win, anyway.
1: Yes, I mean, but it is very suspenseful. Yeah. Um, Did you find it, it was... scary? No. Okay. <laughs> I found it gross okay. sometimes. Not as gross tense. as it could have been. Yes, tense. It, I think the first hour was it's uh, like hour and fifty two minutes or something. First hour is kind of slow-ish, but I mean, that's kind of like they're trying to break down Hannibal and Jodie Foster's trying, Agent Starling's trying to get in his head slowly, but then, you know, it kind of ramps up, it kind of takes this crazy turn at one point, which I mean, they allude to that whole, the pen thing is very obvious. Yeah. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, the pen thing. I don't know the last time you saw this. The
0: pen? Is that the way he eats a lady? Is there anything on that?
1: No, the pen, where, um... Oh, is this the thing where he plots his escape? Yeah, how he escapes. Like, for a long time, they show, like, the pen's missing. Oh, where's his pen? Where's the guy's pen? Like, okay, I get it. Hannibal Lecter has the pen somewhere, and that's how he's going to escape. Like, he didn't need to tell me three separate times. Like, uh, so that kind of, I feel like that kind of took away from some of the suspense. Uh, they made it very obvious. Um, lots of tropes in this movie. Um, uh, what the, oh, my first vote. Jesus, I forgot this. Uh, spaghetti was a bad choice to be eating while watching this movie. Don't eat spaghetti or pizza. Um, nothing saucy uh, while watching this movie, I would say. It's super
0: bloody, right? Yes. Is this <laughs> when he beats that guy to death. Is that what you mean?
1: Uh, well, then at the beginning they even have like pictures of the skinning's and stuff that oh, Buffalo yeah. Bill's been doing. It's like okay, oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> I made the same mistake when I went to see. Uh, I think it was like Saw Four or something. I went to a what, one of those like, theaters that serves you like dinner, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like the movie opened up with like an autopsy. <laughs> uh, but, uh, lots of tropes in this movie, like I was saying, uh, Jodie Foster goes into a storage unit at one time, there's just mannequins everywhere, <laughs> i like, yep, serial killer, movie 101, oh. mannequins. Uh, there's a florist with a gun at one point, <laughs> with the FBI, uh, and, oh, uh, the worst thing, you, you don't know the worst thing about Buffalo Bill, though?
0: It, it has to do with trans stuff, I'm guessing.
1: No. No, I'm not going to get on my high horse with this. Okay. Uh, uh, no, is that he raises moths. I, f- I hate moths. Moths are so gross. They're disgusting. No insect should be hairy, especially ones flying around that can land right in your face. I don't like moths, and that's the disgusting thing about him. You're gross, Buffalo Bill. I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, he's got a whole room full of them. Yeah. Ugh.
0: Yeah, I know that. Like, I I often think of that uh, kind of like towards the very end where he's kind of looking through the uh, night vision where it's completely pitch dark, and he's yes. like kind of like feeling around her like in the air, like around her head yeah. and stuff. I'm like, oh god.
1: Yeah, uh, and I was just about to say that scene. It it's getting tense at that point, but I think that was just uh, maybe, yeah, I. Never mind I'll take that back i when I was watching I was like okay he he can just shoot her at this point just shoot her, but you're right he's a creepo and he wants to smell her and stuff yeah <laughs> that's what, that's what he's doing
0: uh did you like the the ending where I've got to meet a man for dinner
1: yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah I because at one point, I was like, yeah, oh, wait, what the hell? Hannibal escaped, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> like, that happened. Yeah. Like, um, when why are we going to address that? And it doesn't get addressed really until, like, the very end. It's like, oh, yeah, Hannibal got away still. And I know, like, 11 years later, they made the sequel, Hannibal, and then Red Dragon. Yeah, which is a prequel. Right. With that have you seen the Hannibal show
0: no but it's got Mads Mikkelsen right
1: yes I've heard I watched, it's great but I yeah it's... I watched it for a while but it was super gruesome even for like network tv I was like holy hell like is he, he put this...
0: like a Dexter is he killing other killers or is he killing other... no
1: okay no he, he's a bad guy okay <laughs> just...
0: that's interesting uh, though to follow like a bad guy for a series
1: yeah, well, it's about... Edward Norton's character is in it, too. Oh, so I okay. think it's kind of like a retread of Red Dragon. It's about, like, him going to therapy at Hannibal's. Gotcha. Because he's, like, a detective who's, like, losing his grip on reality. Gotcha. So it, kind of, it follows both of them. Uh, but, yeah, and they... I guess he does... I mean, he's killing people in his spare time, but he's also, like, he's helping this detective track down... Uh, serial killers and profile them and stuff too. It is kind of in no way. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's why I liked it at the time. Anyway. But I mean, yeah. I mean, I can't. It was a good movie. I can't trash on it much. I, I well, that's not the point of the segment. Uh, yeah. But I, well, I mean, like, if you don't
0: like it, you don't like it. But you yeah, yeah.
1: So. I did. Yeah. Good. That's why I watched it all in one sitting. Yeah. I mean, I can definitely see why it's quotable. It's and. Uh, yeah.
0: Can you think of anything like that is kind of buried it Like I thought of uh, in I think Austin Powers one or two. Like Doctor Evil is like kind of in one of those things where he's like in the straight jacket.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've seen that a lot. I remember watching uh, I Love the '90s and mm-hmm. this being talked about a lot, and that's where I found out where uh, Jodie Foster gets jizz thrown in her face. Yeah. So I was prepared for that. I knew it was coming. Wait, when does that happen? <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> she has jizz in her face like in the first 10 minutes or whatever. I don't remember sense. that at all. What? You don't remember? No. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's why the first time she goes to interview Hannibal, she goes to leave and Hannibal's neighbor, Miggs is like jerking it in the cell next to her and she's like, Ugh, and she looks at him and he throws it in her face. And then he starts like going nuts And then Hannibal's like That's when he gives Hannibal gives her the first clue Like of where to find Go to that storage unit hmm. And then he Kills Megs or he has Miggs kill himself He like convinces him to kill himself Because he's like he should have thrown jizz in that lady's face Yeah <laughs> and in the- Which I guess that's where you draw the line Yeah <laughs> like-
0: Hannibal's a cannibal and in the second one I think it's Julianne
1: Moore yes she is recast Coster yeah. was not interested
0: and I've heard Ethan uh, Hopkins say I regret doing that movie." oh really yeah, yeah. Cannibal. I remember there's a scene where he's kind of performed like a live autopsy on a guy and he, like he's cut his skull like he's cut his like his head but the guy's still alive and he kind of Dips a knife in and like Serves him his own brains to eat Uh, Yeah It's rough uh,
1: Yeah there wasn't Like I said it was gross But I guess not as gross Probably not as gross as the Hannibal TV show I think there was Yeah You see like the brief skinnings and the, the jizz in the face Is gross but um Like uh there's only one like brutal killing that I can remember when he escapes. The guard? Yeah, who's like, the... hanging. He's got kind of, like, entrails are like... Oh, well, he beats that guard in the face. Yeah. I was okay with that, I guess. I yeah, know, he doesn't, doesn't really show it. it. Too much. Yeah. But, um, it is, yeah, there's a lot of blood to play. But then, like, when the SWAT team, like, Goes to his cell to right. find that he's escaped. Like the guard is hanging, he's got like his uh, intestines yeah. pulled out.
0: I do like when the elevator like is like arriving. They're like all like waving yeah. right inside of it, and it's like empty.
1: Yeah, and I I figured uh, I knew he was doing the switcheroo there. Yeah. Um, what I didn't like though is that they're like taking his vitals and stuff, and they're like oh he's going into shock and blah blah, but like he wasn't. Yeah, he was fine. Because it wasn't the guy who got beaten, yeah. so that I don't know. Yeah, that's
0: a good point. Um <laughs> uh, I just, just thinking
1: he, he's kind of like in a Magneto Me- you know, cage, like from X Men. Yes. <laughs> you know, like... yes, very much. Yeah, he's got like his music playing. And yeah, <sighs> his... he
0: just needs another bald guy to come in and
1: like play chess with him. Yeah. Yeah, watch it if you haven't. I guess it is good film, cinema history. Yeah. Good. I'm glad we had another good one. We
0: had a couple misses, right? We had well, at least one. Blade Runner was kind of a miss.
1: Um. Yeah, it didn't. Yeah, I like I said, I appreciated for what it was and what sure. it was for the time, but it didn't like super grab me. Right. Yeah. But this one. I'd like this one. Okay. Better than Blade Runner, I'd say. Mm. Better even than Gunga Din. Okay. Better than 12 Angry Men? I don't think so. No. Is that at the top of the list right now? Probably. Are those all the four that I've done? I I think think. so. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 12 Angry Men. At the top is that so, everything then yeah i think so we'll that's up. all we've run out of segments except for this you can if you want more you can find us on our website at wholegdshow.podbean.com, or go to our facebook.com slash whole gd show we're on twitter at whole show caleb O'Ryan, he does our music you can find his stuff on spotify um, and all your streaming services, you can find us on most of your podcast services, iTunes, rate and review us. Where can you gonna be able to find you, Jeff?
0: Uh, on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, at to Uh, also doing some YouTube stuff, but not well or regularly. <laughs> so, so, have fun with that.
1: Nice. Yeah, we'll catch you G listeners in the next G D episode. Goodbye. Later.